Welcome to the British Sports Car Podcast. Join me, Sarah, and Nick, our resident sports car expert, as we bring you all the latest news from the top tiers of British motorsport, including British GT, GT Cup and Brick Car, as well as British motorsport interests from around the world. So I'm here with Ian from the Race Lab GT4 entry and with Tom from the Lions Barbers Collective to talk a little bit about their effort in the British GT Championship and their effort out there in the rider world to improve men's mental health. Let's start off with you, Ian. First of all, new car this year. You've just had a chance to have a go in it. How awesome is the Artura? I mean, well, it's a new car as of today. I mean, it arrived on Friday. Uh, livery was being applied until I think about seven o'clock this morning. So it is a brand new, just turned its first laps. And I think we have by rights the most competitive car in British GT this year. So I think we're in the right car. It is just, it's a weapon to drive. And so I think I'm in a good place and we've got a great team. So I'm looking forward to, um, you know, just building into it. I think that no championships are won at media day. So we've got a pretty pragmatic program today, just building into the lap times, getting to know the car, but it is out the box quick so you and hanky jumped in the car just to do five sort of opening laps to see you know how do, is it all bolted together right i think he was quickest in session um i think tom wrigley then jumped out who's the sort of silver to my am and i think he was sort of first second quickest and i've been out there in the top five so i think out of the box it's a quick car so now we're just worried about bob so we're going to have to manage that. <laughs> oh, the dreaded balance of balance of performance. Yeah. But as I say, very quick out the box, which is what you want. Um, you can always tune a fast car. You can't necessarily make a, a stable car fast, can you? That's it. No, I think we've got we've got a, a fast car. Um, you know, and so I think now we're just going to start to work. You know, more for us, more from the drivers right now, and then we can start to shape the uh, shape the sort of the platform over the next couple of test days. But it's an out the box fast car. Looks fantastic. Drives fantastic. So. Yeah, thrilled for the sport from McLaren to have the car. Let's move, strange for me, let's move away from the racing quite quickly because we're we're actually doing more important work, aren't we, in in British GT. Uh, Here with Lions Barber Collective and and Tom, what's the story behind getting that on the side of the car? So um, Tom and I started working together about six months ago, just over a coffee we caught up. I wanted to see if I could help the Lions Barber Collective. It's a men's mental health charity raises awareness in particular for suicide prevention suicide sadly is the biggest killer of of young people under the age of 45 in this country young men and so we started chat like figuring out ways you know i could help him in my other life as a sort of a marketing professional and so tom and i just started to connect conversations and um you know talking to brands and talking to partners and as we were doing that we started to click sort of the racing and the sort of the, the need to raise awareness and raise money for the Lions Barber Collective together. And we sort of um, came to an idea of raising lives, saving lives faster together is a sort of thought here. And it's a great place to do it. Um, you know, men's mental health, incredibly important cause. Motorsport is a largely a male dominated sport at the moment. And it's, thankfully it's changing. We're seeing a lot more diversity. But right now, trackside attendance at British GT is 85% male. So if we want to take an important message and an important vehicle to run interventions and have conversations with people, uh, British GT and indeed broader motorsport is an ideal place to do that. So a really natural fit to have an important conversation 
at, in British GT. Um, you know, we're going to be offering free haircuts to uh, members of the public on race days so they can come here, get a free haircut, um, you know, use that as an opportunity to share if they want to share. If not, the Lions Barber Collective Barbers are all trained, um, you know, to help people who need help. But if they don't need help, it's just an opportunity for us to talk about mental health and ask people what they think about it and start to normalize some of the stigma around it. And so that was really the idea. And, um, you know, I think that that sort of altruistic ambition for what we're doing this year has also been really attractive for other brands and has allowed us to raise support for the charity commercially, people who want to, you know, help mental health charities. Some of those people also want to go racing. And so we've got a collection of amazing partners uh, from Yugo, Big Commerce, WPP. Um, the list goes on. Some amazing partners who want to help charities like the Lions Barber Collective, but also want to go and build their brand out in the incredible motorsport platform that we've got with British GT. Fantastic. Let's talk briefly to, to, to Tom then, because where did the Lions Barber's Collective start off from? Where did the idea come from? Well, uh... 2014, I lost a friend to suicide. Um, I'd seen him a few days before and was completely unaware that he was struggling. Um, it was just a really big shock. I'd never really sort of come across mental health in any shape or form up until that point. Uh, and I just wanted to make a difference. I wanted to do something that could have a positive impact on men's mental health. I found out very quickly that it's the biggest killer in young people. 75% of them are men. So if you're under 45, you're more likely to die of suicide than anything else, which is a really shocking figure. I, at the time, quite high-profile barber, so I gathered a load of barbers together and we created a catalogue of men's haircut images that was going to be in barber shops all around the, you know, the country with me mental health messaging, but actually found out that when I was talking to my clients about this, they all started opening up to me and saying, oh, actually, you helped me through this moment or that moment. Or, and there was one guy who was actually suicidal, and because of the conversation we had in the chair, he decided not to end his life. He's still, still alive today. He's got a family and his own business, and... I thought, well, if I could have that impact from behind the barber chair, how many other hairdressers and barbers are doing this? Um, you know, as a, as a barber, we're a trusted person in the, in the community. We're allowed to touch your head, your face, your neck. Very intimate. There's not many spaces where men share that level of intimacy. And uh, people tell us about their lives. You know, we have that journey with our... You have a journey with a barber, or we have a journey of our clients. And I've known people for 20 years, and I know everything about them. And because we're a familiar stranger... People sit in the chair, they feel comfortable, they trust us, they tell us about what's going on in their life and actually realising that we all have mental health issues. For a long time it was a clinically diagnosed thing that happened to other people, but actually we all have journeys in our life, we have tough times, ups and downs, and actually realising that that's a, that is our mental well-being and having a space to be able to talk about that safely is quite rare for men. So, you know, if we can get in places like this, you know, high profile of male uh, people attending, we can get there, we can start the conversation in a safe environment that's non-clinical and non-judgmental and, you know, start reducing that stigma and taboo around the subject because it's something that we all deal with. And as a man, I think it's, uh, it's getting easier, but I think it's, uh, it's still a bit of a struggle. So what training do your barbers receive to deal with this? Because I've been in a situation where I've had friends that have been in that position and they've disclosed to me. I've also, unfortunately, relatively recently been in that position myself where it entered my mind and luckily I managed to push it out quite quickly, but that scared the heck out of me. <laughs> and, but from dealing with my friends and my own customers in my, in my day job that open up to me about these things, I look at that and I don't know where to start. So it's got to be quite scary for some of your barbers 
uh, for sort of getting out there and asking these questions and getting these conversations going? Yeah, oh, look, to start with, it is a scary question to ask. Um, it's a scary thing to talk about because we fear the answer. We're scared to ask the question in case they say yes and then we don't know what to do with it. Um, asking people are you suicidal does not cause suicide it doesn't you know it actually gives people the green light to talk about it and i can hand on heart say that everyone i've asked are you suicidal is still alive today and there's people that i wish i could have asked who aren't here anymore um thinking about suicide suicide ideology is very normal i've had suicidal thoughts before it's and it is terrifying it's scary to think that your brain would go to that as a as a logical <laughs> uh, thing to, to sort of solve the problem. Um, but actually, you know, it's quite a normal thing. I think once we start talking about it a bit more, people can go, oh, that, I've had that as well. I've, I can relate to that. And it normalizes it. But the training we deliver um, was something that I created called Barber Talk. Uh, it's also hair and beauty talk as well for the hair and beauty profession. But the idea is we, we're not trying to turn barbers or hairdressers into therapists or doctors, far from it. In fact, it's about bridging the gap between the communities that we serve and reach as, a, as an industry and the resources available. Because 72% of people who end their life have had no contact with mental health services in the 12 months before they die, but they've probably had a haircut. So the idea is that we can catch them and pass them on. And with the training, we teach people how to recognize the signs that someone may be struggling, how to ask questions well with confidence, and then how to listen with empathy and without judgment and realize that actually we don't have to fix and solve the problem. It's more about giving that person the space to be heard. Um, and, and let them get that off the chest and hopefully they can help solve problems themselves um, and then help. So how to help that person find the help they need. So the resources and signposting and way to keep that person safe. And then ultimately, if there is a moment of crisis, which there can be, how to keep that person safe and keep you safe as well as, as the barber and the individual. Because it's really important that, you know, we know what to do that helps keep us safe in keeping that individual safe in the moment. And it's a global collective, isn't it? I, I was on your website this morning having a look around opened up the google map and thought where's the world gone <laughs> um but then i looked particularly in my local area and there is one close to me that's been trained by by yourselves so it's a, it's a universal problem isn't it no, it, ha it happens everywhere before before the lions barber collective i was a global barber director uh, which basically means i was if you think about a pop concert on stage it's instead of a singer it's us cutting hair which is very weird for people outside the industry but I would travel around the world and I would always, they'd always ask me about what we're doing with Alliance Barber Collective. And every country I went to, from Brazil to Lithuania to Canada to Australia, when I come off stage, everyone wanted to talk to me about mental health. No one wanted to talk about my haircuts. Maybe it's because my haircuts were rubbish, but I don't know. But they wanted to talk to me about the mental health. Either they've had the experience, they've spoken to somebody about it, they've, their family have struggled with it. I do think that it's a, it is a universal problem. We all have a brain, we all suffer loss, we all need to love and be loved and we all need to belong it's basically changing taking it away from mental health conditions and taking it back to the human condition and i think that's the 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 the, the, the focus we need to put on it's not we know that physical health is a scale right it's, it's it can everything from heart attacks and cancer right through to a cold that i've got right now that my kids are giving me you know and we know how to deal with that and that's okay but when it comes to mental health for a long time it's very much been considered diagnosable you know clinical issues like bipolar depression anxiety but it is a move, movable scale we all have low moods we all have you know suffer loss i think it's something we all go through and i think making us aware that it's okay to talk about it because the the often the response especially when we go and talk to we do a lot of construction sites and we've done stuff for fishermen and i'm strong i haven't got any problems with my mental health because they haven't got a clinically diagnosed mental health problem but when they start talking to you and they tell you about the three kids they got with two wives and the struggles of work and the and it's just letting them know that that is your well-being and it's okay to talk about that. 
it does open up a door of open up the doors to say it's okay we all have that and then that is next level is that we can start to educate ourselves on how to keep ourselves mentally well and realize that there is support and access out there for us and to act and to access it and use it so i don't know whether we have any barbers or hair care professionals in our listener group but if we do where can they go to, to to get in touch with you to find this training and where can our other listeners go to find a barber that has been trained by you well, if, if you're listening to this and you get your hair cut, tell your barber or tell your hairdresser about what we do. There is a free version of the training online, uh, which is lionsbarbercollective.com, and you can go there and you can also find the Locator Lion page, which, which you spoke about, which will tell you if there's anyone trained in your area. Fantastic. Thank you very much. We need to nip off to the press conference. Thanks for listening to the British Sports Car Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on socials at BritSC Podcast. This podcast is a Storm Vixen created production in conjunction with RPS Driven Media.